This is a Chazar Shia that we're going over. She of this past Shabbos that was Parshas Veschanan. Before this, before this summer, we had finished Perak Beis. Whoever was here, whoever was here, we learned together the basic yisoid of the entire sefer, which is training ourselves to identify with the neshama, with our neshama. Every single one of us, as he writes here in the summary at the beginning of, of Pergimel, is all the work of Michaim Averuach. That each and every one of us is composed of physical matter, of the guf and ruach. Guf and neshama. All that we spoke about until now, all of this year, the first, the first two prakim, was to understand that the essential person that I am is the neshama, and the neshama is milubeshes in the guf, and everything in life depends upon how one views himself. Do you see yourself as essentially? A neshama, which is melubeshes beguf, which is how Kadosh sees us and how we need to see ourselves, or do you chalila see yourself as a, as essentially a guf like any other person? And in addition to the chayya guf, to physical life like any other person in the world, there are these uh, embellishments that are called parimitzvus, which is the world of the neshama. But the neshama is something in addition to the guf. So all that we spoke about until now was understanding correctly, having a correct understanding of who the emes we are and how to look at ourselves. The gufai eno elobebchinas levush l'neshama. That the guf is only a levush, a garment that enclosed the neshama. And we learned that everything in our life, all of our avayda and tarimits was davening, tikan hamidis, contending with, dealing with, God forbid with sorrows, with the challenges of life. Everything, everything depends on on this on, on this way of looking at life, on this perspective that we've been talking about and seeing this in the right way. Now in the beginning of over here in Paragimel, Rav Schwartz Rav Schwartz begins our Avaida, our practical Avaida with a very, very great Yisoid from the Heilig Balsham, from the Holy Balsham Those who have learned the Taldus Yaakov Yosef and others from that are based upon the teachings of the Balsham are familiar with this. It's found in Chabad's farm and all of this farm is Richard Mahagat, all the Tzaddik and Tamir Balsham return to this basic Yisoid. You all know that we have very little the Balsham didn't write and his Torahs are very, very short. This entire Torah really is brought down in three words, three amazing words. And Rav Schwartz is going to show us how the beginning of our Avaida, the beginning of our Avaida in, in this Mahalach that we're learning, the beginning opens with this Avaida of the Balsham, the Heliga Balsham, which is summarized in three remarkable words. So let's begin on page Pezai. The Pesach Advar Nazke Echadman Hayisaidis and Muvhakim Shal Teres Abal Shamtiv Sherish Godel Ba'avadis Hashem. We're going to begin with one of the great Yisaidis of the Teres Abal Shem, which is a very great Sherish in our entire Avadis Hashem. 
Who higgir shoshe avaydes ha'adam ba'elama b'shalosh milim? The Balshamtiv, the Balshamtiv defined the root of one's avayda in this world with three words. And it's hard, the exact translation, we're going to be coming back over and over to these three Hebrew words, Hachna, Havdala, Hamtaka. Hachna means submission, Havdala, separation, and Hamtaka means sweetening. Hachna, Havdala, Hamtaka. Nenasa ve'ezah Hashem izbarach lahagdir esamilam haniflos halalu tzad achat tzad. We're going to try, Bezah to define these three remarkable words one step at a time. Hashlav harishin hu hachna. The first stage in our Vedas Hashem, the Baal Shem Tov calls hachna, submission. Now submission is not a happy word. It's not an easy word. We associate it with many unpleasant things or perhaps some unpleasant memories of relationships with uh, authorities and so on. But what's the pnimius of Hachna? She says, Hashlav HaVishnu HaHachna Vinyoni Yisboer Alpi Mashal Pashat Let's begin with a simple Mashal to explain Hachna. Kasher Shnei Chafatzim Uchubarim Zayimzeh When there are two objects that are connected one to the other but they're connected in such a way that it it's one, became one solid piece, one thing. It's an absolute uh, connection between the two. And I want to separate these two objects, one from the other, however they're glued together, whatever way, soldered together, however they're bound, one with the other, and I want to separate them. To take them apart one from the other, to detach, to disengage one from the other. So Achas Sharius he one way to do this, and it's it's not it's not without much danger as we'll talk about. It's necessary, but there's danger. One way of doing this is nituts. Nituts means to, to break, to break one off from the other. It's a type of demolition. Of shattering, of breaking. Lokhim patish, you take a hammer. Umenatsim es echod mishne achavotsim. You take a hammer and you break off one object from the other object. The danger in that, of course, is that you could totally destroy one or the other. But you break off one object from the other. That's the way that you take them apart. And by this breaking or shattering, you are able to separate one object from the other. That's the simple marshal. The nimshal, vahanimshal, kfishabianal el, as we learned before. Man is built of the nishama and the guf that are bound one to the other. We learn that that's the greatest pella in this world, the most wondrous, the most wondrous mitzvah in this world is that harkava of the neshama and the guf that they're bound one to the other. And the beginning of one's avayda in this world, which most likely very few of us have ever ever really started, 
the beginning of the Havayda is Hilitsa Hafrada ben Hanashama Vahaguf. Since we learned that the Yisoid of all of our Havayda Hashem is identifying with the Neshama and understanding that the Neshama is Mulubeshis Besaycha Guf. The Neshama is not the Guf, but the Neshama is attached to the Guf. The beginning of Havayda, the Balsham Tevakadosh called Hachna. And Hachna means at the very onset, there, there must be a separation. From the beginning of our lives, they became very, very strongly attached one to the other. Before the Neshama came into the Guf, there were no complications, there was no confusion. As a result of that fusing together, the fusion of the Neshama and the Guf, as a result of that, of course, man's greatness is revealed, that he's a Baal Bechir, that he has choice, and he has to make choices. And all of life depends on those choices. But in order for him to make the right choice, in order for him to make the right choice, there has to be a separation between the Nisham and the Guf. Now, that's a scary thing, because when we speak about a separation between the Nisham and the Guf, the only one we're familiar with is death, which is what we spoke about at the beginning of the Sefer. Death means the ultimate separation between the Nisham and the Guf. So, Hachna, Hachna, which is the beginning of Avaida, Hachna means that while we're alive and healthy and well with God's help, eating and drinking and sleeping and going to work and so on, Hachna means that in order to be a Jew, it is required to separate between the Nisham and the Guf. And that hurts. And that hurts. It would be easy if it would just be uh, an issue of taking out a hammer and giving a clap and chiseling a little bit and breaking a little bit. We're holding on desperately to the goof, of course. Uh, the Nishama and the goof are, are, have their arms around each other and each one is frightened. The Nishama wants to express itself as a Nishama, but is, has been from the beginning in this world attached to the goof. And the goof feels as it is, completely helpless and directionless without the Nishama. So this chibur, this attachment between the neshama and the guf is very, very strong. It's very strong. It's not possible to take a very delicate little saw, a little instrument, and to make a fine incision between the two. It's not possible. As medical science progresses more and more, the tools that are being used to separate between what belongs in the body and what does not belong in the body are becoming finer and finer. Uh, someone showed me an article the other day about uh, some very chosh of a doctor somewhere was able to perform some brain surgery by inserting an unbelievably delicate instrument through the person's nostril, through his nose, and he was able to remove something that didn't belong in the brain by watching on a, a screen, a camera, a television or something, he was able to use such a, an instrument to make that separation between what was what was giving a person life and what was endangering his life. Unfortunately, the nature of the of the chibur, of the combination <coughs> of that of that relationship between the Nisham and the Guf is such that we cannot use some delicate, fine instrument to saw the two apart, to take them apart.
Kan yes tzarech b'avodas ha'achna. The bottom of page pezayin. Here, there is a need to engage in the avoda of ha'achna, to engage in the avoda of disengagement. And in order for this to happen, there's pain, there's resistance. Shehi kivyochal avodas niputz v'nitutz haguf. It's not the tachlis, as we'll, as we'll learn in a minute. It's not the tachlis of our being in this world. And it's not in any way where the Vajshalom wants us to stop. But to some degree, there must be a breaking of the physical body, a breaking of physical life, a shattering of that hold that it has over us. The Tanya brings the Zayr, and the Lashon of the Zayr is the Tanya brings, it's called Bitush. Also, a shaking, a, a battering, a breaking of the goof. We typically we associate that with fasting and other ways of tormenting the body. And we know that throughout history there are tkufas where that was seen extreme, extreme hachna of the goof, extreme bitush of physical life was seen as an ideal, as an ago as a goal in one's Avedasashan. The Hilgal Shem, of course, as everybody here knows, the Balshant of HaKadosh came and was sent. Eva Kaddish Mishmai Kanachis, his Neshama, was sent into the world to prepare the way for Mashiach, where, where the focal point of our Avaida no longer ends, God forbid, with, with Hachna, with causing the Guf, the body, to submit through this breaking and shattering. But rather, it's for the tachlis of continuing with the Havdola and the Hamtaka that we're going to talk about in a minute. This stage of Avaida Hachna, which is the Avaida of Niputz Venitut Saguf, Kashem Menatsim Esaguf, Mevatlam Aisai. When we are Menatates, when we break the Guf, when we take that hammer and break the Guf, we are in effect being Mevatlet, we are nullifying its effect over us, its, its grip over our lives, and we're breaking it. We have to be careful not to, God forbid, completely break it. But we're breaking it. And and by that, we separate it from the neshama. Again, there are many people that would prefer a fine incision, gently picking it out and trying to pull it apart with the hands, with the teeth, in other ways, and that everything should remain the same in my life, my goof should not be in the slightest bit hurt or beaten as a result of the separation. All the things that I had, all the things that I had from the time that I'm in the world, and how I indulged in this world should remain the way they were, except I'm going to be a God-fearing Jew. So we would like to make it a very, very nice, simple, soft, and sweet separation. The Balshantav said, there must be hachna. The Zoya says, bitush, a beating and a breaking. Of course, it doesn't mean chas v'chalila, to ruin one's life, but to engage in something which is unhealthy. But there needs to be some violent separation between the neshama and the guf. If we don't do that, then sometimes HaKadosh Baruch has other ways of doing that, when a person goes through Khalil things in life. But I desem ma freedom eyesight min haneshama. 
to be able to make that separation between the Nisham and the Gul. Zuhi Hagdara Bemilim Kitsaros Ma'ait La Vaidis This is with very few words the definition of the Avaida of Hachna. Page Pechas. As we learned, that certainly is not a tachlis. <coughs> it's not a tachlis. After a person has done this, and again we'll talk more about this practically, but after a person has done this and has broken the hold of the goof over his life, then there comes the avayda of havdala. Havdala means going back to the marshal of the two objects once we have once we have made a break between these two objects that they're no longer bound one to the other it's not enough there must be absolute clarity and separation we must now take each one of the objects Havdala means taking each one of the objects and I place one of the objects in one corner of my life, of reality, where it's clear for what it is, and I understand it, and I see it for what it is. And the other is in the second corner. Whereas, Hachna means the breaking away of the two. Havdala means an absolute, clear, and uh, and total separation. As long as the two were bound one to the other, I obviously am not able to put each in its own place. As long as the two were connected one to the other, wherever one went, the other was sure to follow. And it was impossible that there should be any Havdalah between the two. Now that finally, Baruch Hashem, there's been hachna, there has been a breaking of the, that object that's called the guf. Now it's possible to separate the two and to see each for what it is and to move forward in our Avedas Hashem. Zui b'ktsara hagdaras avedas ha'havdal. This, of course, very briefly, is the hagdara, is the definition of the avedah of havdalah. But this, of course, also is not the Tachlis, Chas Shalom. It's not the Tachlis. Everybody knows that the Bereshit did not create us, that the Neshama should be without the Guf. And that we learned many, many times, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, that even though everybody knows that according to the Rambam, the ultimate end of man is that his Neshama returns to Shemaim and is completely and totally finished with Chayi HaGuf, with life of the body. And the Tachlis, according to the Rambam, is Sadikim Yoishim, Batrasayim, Vereshayim, Venanim, Zivashchina. That the Neshama sits, the Neshama lives in that world beyond this world, Me'ever, beyond this world, and delights in the presence of the Shechina. But you also know that all of the Makubalim, the Chachme Ha'emes, disagreed respectfully with the Rambam, the Ramban, the Gro, the Ariya Kodesh, the Helech Valshem, the Chachme Hazoya, all disagree with the Rambam. And they hold that the ultimate tachlis of man 
is that the neshama will be reunited in a very beautiful and sweet way, that they're going to have a new relationship together, and that the ultimate end of man is Tchiyas HaMesim. Again, there are different stages, and there'll be death again, and then there'll be the final Tchiyas. We're not going to go into that now. But Tchiyas HaMesim ultimately means that the Saif Kaldava, Saif Kaldava, the end is that the Neshama and the Guf will be able to coexist. That the lion will lie down with the lamb. And the two will be able to be together in a different way. Once there was Hachna, after the Hachna, after the submission and separation, much of the troubles and difficulties that Chazal described, sometimes very graphically, that will take place before Mashiach comes, that hopefully we're already finished with so much of that, that will take place before Mashiach comes, that they'll that there will be such sorrows with the Torah already tells us, the Torah already describes to us in the to bring to a hachna of the physical world the fun of The ultimate tachlis of that is not the hachna and not the havdal, is not to shatter the world, not to break the world and to destroy the world. The ultimate tachlis is l'sakin oylam b'malchus shakai to bring to the ultimate repair of v'hoya Hashem l'melech al kol of malchus Hashem, and malchus Hashem means that the neshama is that the that the neshama's malchus extends over the guf, and that the guf and the neshama are able to exist in a wondrous way together. That's the tachlis. That's why the neshama was sent into the world to begin with. And that's why this world was created. That's what that's what he explains now. That the ultimate tachlis is la After the breaking, the hachna and the separation havdala to clarify the difference between the two and to set them apart from each other, which is very difficult and painful. Then comes time for the tachlis of the avodah. Which is called Hamtake, sweetening. Sheinyana hachibur bechazarish al haguf vehaneshama biyachad, and the sweetening means the reunion, the joining together in a new way of the guf and the neshama. That can only happen after there was the breaking and the separation. Again, we would like to skip that breaking and separation, and we would like to say that everything is fine and the balance between my neshama and guf is fine, and my way of looking at life is clear and fine, that I am only in neshama. The etzim, I'm in neshama, that's only me lubeshes beguf, but the guf is not me. I'm the neshama, I'm not the guf, I'm the neshama. We say those words, and we say every morning, but we know that that clarity is very short-lived. It's, it's not sincere to begin with. We say the words. It's not real. It's not genuine. And if we even delude ourselves into thinking that those words, be'emes, be'emes, are real in our lives, but very quickly in the course of the day, even even before you get to work, even during davening, even before you get to shul, that delusion is very quickly dispelled. So there has to be a shattering and a separation so that they can be brought back together. And that's the tachlis. 
Shekain Tachlis Habriyahi La'achid V'loy La'afid The Tachlis of all of creation is to bring together, is to unify, not to separate. Any any teacher or parent who teaches a, a, a student, a child, only in the way of hachna, of breaking this world, of breaking his physical needs, and of separating between the nesham and the guf, not only hasn't accomplished his mission, and not only has not fulfilled his tafkid with that child who Hashem's Ruch placed under his care, but especially nowadays, it often leads to the absolute destruction of that of that person. Obviously, there are different people with different temperaments, and they're used to different things. I, I mentioned on Shabbos that many years ago, I had this chus to give shiurim in Hebrew to a large chaver, a large sibur of 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 Yidin, of Israelis. And they were very used to a strong way of of hearing Yiddishkeit, of, of receiving Yiddishkeit. And I remember so clearly how when I would be giving the Shia and I'd be, you know, screaming, which I thought in a way that was really much more harsh than I myself was comfortable with, and not in any way that I would ever speak to Americans who prefer very delicate instruments and very soft incisions between the Nisham and the Guf, if at all, but this chaver, you know, the rav was sitting in the front row, and he kept on, he kept showing me his disappointment, he, and, and pounding his his fist into his hand, uh, trying to convey to me the message: Maish, go after them, get them, beat them, kill them. They're ready for it. They could take it. The truth is, they were ready for more. I wasn't ready to give more. They needed more, but I don't think that they needed as much as that rav thought that they needed of a pounding and of a beating. This is not a tachlis, and according to the Rav, also wasn't a tachlis. But there are different people who are prepared and ready for different types of levels of hachna and havdala. And we'll see in a minute that for people who are raised in a more simple way, the hachna can be more simple. For those who are more complicated and complex, the hachna and the havdala becomes much more complicated and complex. And the Nisham and the Guf become very intertwined one with the other. It's very hard to operate and to separate between the two. The Tachlis, of course, is Hamtake. This is a very big subject this time of the year. It's after Tubav, and we're, and we're very quickly approaching El, Roshonim, Kippur, Sukkot. We don't have time to go into this now. It's not the Tachlis, and I promise at the beginning of learning the Sefer that I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to try very hard not to get lost in, in Yonim, uh, uh, on the side, parasha, yontiv, and so on. But on the most basic level, each and every one of us understands that that seder of Rosh Hashanah, of Rosh Hashanah, and then finally, is the avoider of hachna, havdola, and hamtake. We understand that that there needs to be at the very beginning, there needs to be a hachna that man has to acknowledge and submit to the reality of Malchus Hashem. And that great awe and fear that falls upon us, and all of the unbelievable drama of Hamelech, and all that Hamelech means, and the Avoid of El, <coughs> to come to Rosh Hashanah, where a person's delusion of himself being the Melech is shattered by the reality of 
Ata Simlach. And Hashalton Biadacha, Oiz Biadacha, Gurubi Yaminacha, all of the Tfilas of Rosh Hashanah are to break that delusion of Ani Emloich, of my Malchus, and to be Machnia ourselves, and to look up with in great awe and fear at Malchus Hashem. That's the whole Indian of Rosh Hashanah. That's not the Tachlis. <coughs> the Tachlis then. The avoid of assessment of Yom Kippur is that there's a clear to make a clear separation of Havdalah. Therefore, Yom Kippur, we become like Malachim. We become like a Neshama without the Guf, where the Guf is put into one side of our lives. The Guf is placed in one corner, and the Neshama is placed in the other corner. There's no eating, no drinking, and all separate, complete and total separation in a very clear way. This is the Neshama, and this is the Guf. The ultimate tachlis, and we spoke about this in the Shuvah of Kukul, so the ultimate tachlis, of course, is not to live in such a way. The Baruch doesn't want his children to live in such a way without eating, without drinking, without being together, and so on. That's not the tachlis. The tachlis is to come to, finally, to Shemini Atzeris, which is the great Yichud. Sukkah Simchas which is Man Simchas which is a remarkable thing, that after Yom Kippur, where there's a complete and total separation between the Neshama and the Guf, we enter back into the world on Sukkot in such a strong way where we're surrounded by by the Abaminim, everything of this world. We, we go out of the house because the house is so artificial. We enter into the Sukkot, into the Defanis, into the Schach, and we smell the smell of this world, but in a refined and delicious and pure way. So by leaving the house, we separate ourselves from our old way of looking at the Neshama and Guf combination. And we now come into a new way of doing this. We enter into the world, but we live with the shechina, the schach over our heads, and and we're able to feel the simcha, the joy of the neshama and the guf being reunited. The dancing of shmiyat seris, the simchas which is the ultimate yichud, which is the high point of the entire year. Those who learn the shemakadeshim know that shmiyat seris is the ultimate yichud. It's the ultimate yichud. It's the neshama and the guf dancing that dance of being joined together in holiness and pureness. It's the chasn, it's the chasn and kala. It's the neshama, it's the guf. But in order for us to have that joy and to experience that joy, we had to go through, we must go through the hachna of elder Hashana and the havdala and the, uh, uh, of Asayas Mechuva and Kippur. We have to go through the hachna and the havdala. But the tachlis is to come to that dance of Shemiyat Saras and Simchas Torah, the unbelievable joy that comes when the Neshama and the Guf are able to be together. But now, but now the Neshama is the Malchus of of Hashem, and the and the Neshama and the Guf are now joined together, where it's very clear to the Neshama, to each and every one of us, when we're holding the Sefer Torah and Simchas Torah, it's very clear to each and every one of us that my Mitzvah is that I'm a Neshama, and what's my Guf? The Neshama. The neshama is melubeshes b'sayich haguf, just like the Torah that I'm holding in my arms with my eyes closed. It's it itself, of course, it itself is a neshama that's melubeshes. It's a soul. It's the dvar Hashem. It's the letters that are enclosed in the in, in the guf of the of the ink and of the parchment. That's the neshama of anon nafshik sarvus yehovis. That Hashem's neshama is mamish in my arms when I'm dancing with the Sefer Torah. The tachlis is not the fasting. The tachlis is not the fear. The tachlis is the joy, the simcha, of that dance of the neshama and the and the guf.
we know that we have that in the relationship between between people that there are times that between a husband and wife that those complications that enter into the relationship when they forget their priorities and they forget why they were married that the issue is that the neshamas mulbeshes not the guf. So every month, Yerushalayim says, "Kindlech, you have to separate." There has to be some separation. There has to be a breaking of the physical needs and desires because you're forgetting who you are, and why you wanted each other, and why you married each other. So that ultimately there can be, after the hachna, and the havdala, when each one can sort of go into his corner of the world and remember who the other is in a clear and sweet and beautiful way. Then there could be the hamtaka of the of the husband and wife being brought back together, and all of life is this movement of hachna, havdala, and hamtaka. Now the seder of how this is done. Let's continue on peches. Uh, the middle of the page. As avoides hachna, as avoides hachna, va'avoides hamtaka, niton lasseis bevasachas. This avoida of hachna and hamtaka can take place simultaneously. It's very hard. We're living in a very weak generation, and we have very little patience. And it's possible that the hachna and hamtaka can take place together. It could also be done in separate stages with more time in between. The 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 easier way, but also the way that is kosher. It's hard. We feel that it's hard. Is to do this avoda in different stages in different shlavim, shlav achrei shlav, one stage at a time. Let's explain. Harisoynes akayamim ba'adam. Harisoynes akayamim ba'adam. The desires that exist within a person. Chalkam min haguf, v'chalkam min haneshama. It's hard to sort them, but we know. And when we're honest, when there's some hachna and havdalah, we're able to see clearly. There are certain ritsoynes, there are certain desires that come that come from the goof, that are from the goof, desires that we're familiar with that come from the goof. And there are certain rich signers, there's certain will, there's a certain will, wanting and desire that's chalkam and haneshama, <coughs> that come to us from the neshama. Ubechlolis, in general, mizgalim heim etzel ha'adam eifanim. All of these rich signers, whether the rich signers of the goof, and the signs of the neshama are revealed in a person's life, are known to a person, and experienced in three ways. Bemachshavaisav, in the person's thoughts. Birigshaisav, emotions and feelings. Bemaisav, his actions. Meaning, yeishnon machshavais ashayachis l'neshama. There are certain thoughts that originate in the neshama. There are neshamadik thoughts that we have. And there are machshavas that originate in the guf. By the way, that doesn't mean that they're crude or disgusting, but they but they originate in the guf. They could be very they could be very uh, nice and uh, refined and sophisticated. But sof the uh, the port of origin 
is the goof. It comes from the goof. It comes in a nicer way. It's not, it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be in a disgusting or crude way. But the origin of that machshava is the goof. And how can the goof uh, be satisfied? And that could have to do with schooling or with work or with many things in life. But the, but the beginning of that, the origin of that machshava is the goof, the body. So it is with emotions. There are certain, there are certain machshavas from the shaman and the and there are emotions. There, there are, there are certain hergation that belong to the neshama that come from the neshama on on the shamanic emotions. V'yeshdan hagoshes hashayachas the guf, and there are emotions that belong to the guf, and it's very confusing. It's very easy to mix those two up. There, there are often times in a person's life that he's experiencing something emotionally and he thinks that that's something spiritual and deep and in truth it's just an emotion that's coming from a very simple place of the goof. It just, it, it, it becomes mislabish, it's enclosed in more sophisticated and complicated uh, emotions. But they are hagacious that are shayochas l'guf. And yeshnam maisem hashayochem l'neshama the things that we do. There are actions that are neshamadic actions that belong to the neshama, that come to the neshama, that are dictated by the neshama. V'yeshnam maisem hashayochim laguf. And there are maisem, on the other hand, that hashayochim laguf. There are actions that we do that are coming from the guf and they end up in the guf. Not everything that we do is coming from the guf. Although it's done physically, there are many things that we do of course, that we're carrying out the will of the neshama. Other things, probably most of the things that we do, are actions where our body is carrying out the will of the body. Ha-hachno, she which is the avoida of nituts, of breaking, of shattering. Submission. Now, what happens if all that one does is break and shatter the goof without any plan or objective, goal, and work of Havdala? What happens? The person tries to break the goof. He tries to machnia his physical life. So, how does that materialize in his life? He's no longer, at least for the meantime, he's not doing the bad things that he was doing. He's not doing the bad things that he was doing. Not only is he not doing those bad things, so let's say, let's instead of using the, uh, 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 something which is religious, let's say, He's not smoking anymore. And he went through that hachna, he broke that inyan, that addiction of smoking. And he shattered that inyan of cigarettes in his life. And as a result of that, he is not smoking. When we look at this person, he's in the non-smokers section of life. Of the world. 
He's trying very hard also to shatter and to break. Of course, to him it appears that it's totally, he's totally eliminated smoking from his life. He's not physically smoking. But everyone knows that although he has, although he, he has been machnia his guf, his action, his maisim, his actions in the meantime, not to take a cigarette into his mouth, but it's much harder to be He's trying very hard not to have those feelings of wanting, of uh, that need for the cigarette. And he's trying very, very hard not to think about it. Now, of course, we're using smoking as an example. There, there are many more uh, uh, examples that we could use that, that would be less pleasant and not so nice to talk about. But each and every person understands that that effort, that, that cur- the courageous effort that this individual is making to be machnia, to shatter and to break that negative part of his life, which is focused completely on the shatter and the break and the breaking means I mustn't I mustn't do that that terrible thing that I was doing. I must mustn't feel the need for that anymore, nor am I permitted to think about that anymore. Now this seems this would seem very simple. And as I said before, when people are very simple people, simple does not mean dumb. But there are people who are raised in a very straightforward, forthright, and simple way. Most of us have already been ruined as far as that's concerned. But people who are very simple, <clears throat> this way seems to be the obvious, the obvious uh, and most effective way of ending of ending a type of thinking, acting, uh, thinking, feeling, and acting that was destructive in my life. So maybe that Rav is right, and for his Arlam, uh, for, those, for that Israeli Hever, who were used to a certain way of directness and clarity, then the way is to pound away, to scream and to yell, and to, uh, you know, to march out from the shul with, with, uh, with axes and with, uh, and with hammers and to smash the televisions and the other idols that they grew up with, and to and to uh, throw out you know the 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 uh, their girlfriends and uh, their boyfriends and to throw out uh, the goyim that were in their lives whatever else and to just have this very simple crusade of shattering and breaking and being machnia and being mavdil uh, being machnia the, the the that was all that was wrong in their lives now zuli darosh this seems to be very posh. But we all know that it's not easy at all. This is very, very hard. Madua, why? Because when it comes to actually smoking, or when it comes to the actual, you know, to throwing out the television, everybody knows that you can get rid of the cigarette and you can throw out the television, but it could be an entire lifetime and you still got the cigarette in your head and you still got the television in your head. And that's something that still pulls you, it pulls at you, and something that still you you relate to in a very deep and intimate way from all of the years that you were engaged in that way of living. So, the ma'isim ad eichshu ha'adam agi shi'ayis ha'kalei lachta mehem. 
When it comes to the meisim, when it comes to actions, there, the hachna, the breaking and the shattering, I think that I've broken it and shattered it completely. But in truth, the hachna, as far as my meisim is concerned, as far as the act is concerned, might not be that difficult or complicated. It's also hard, but it might not be that hard. It might not be that hard. So the kid can come back from two years in to sell, and initially uh, um, not not uh, uh, return to many of the actions or any of the actions, the negative actions that he was involved in before the, the years that he spent in yeshiva. But everybody knows that it's certainly not as simple when it comes to the emotions and the machshavas that only you know in the Bani Shalom and maybe your best friend or something like that. But the hargoshes and the machshavas, silukam kosha minsai. As far as the as far as the uh, hargoshes and machshavas are concerned, you know that you might have shattered certain actions in your life, and you think that you're totally done with them, and you've left Mitzrayim. But then, you, any honest person knows that. That just when you think you're completely rid of that, you lift up, you turn around, you look up, and you see a million midstream chasing after you, kibar and you're and you're still running after all of the years. You're still running, because there was never really a havdala. Forget about hamtake. There was never a havdala. There was never a clear separation between yourself and that negative way of thinking, feeling, and acting. There was a shattering, a breaking. Good. There was a breaking. But the shattering and breaking never, ever was followed up with a, a healthy and clear Havdalah. And you try to, therefore, come back to this world believing that there is a Amtaka, but there can't be Amtaka. Your life is as bitter or more bitter than before because you've deluded yourself. And it could be even more bitter because you thought you were at Sadiq and you discover that you have the same feelings and thoughts, which most of the time, or very often, will just schlep you right back into the same meisim that you were doing before, the same actions, or could be even more intense and and worse than it was before, after after the loneliness and the emptiness of the time of achna. Have to be very careful. we're going to try. Therefore, Therefore, we're going to try to work in this avoid of achna. In a, in a different way. We're not changing anything, God forbid, from the Baal Shem Tev, But because of who we are and how things are before Mashiach comes, we're going to have to try a certain Mahalach that we find in the Surah Makadashim, and Rav Shur just explains. We must quickly, not only quickly, but really simultaneously, we must work in, the, in Hachna and Havdalah. There must be a hachna, a breaking, a shattering, together with a separation and clarifying. Hachna with havdola. Chibur yachad shall stay ha'avaydas halala. A chibur of these two avaydas. Every single day, every single day, when we get up, every day, we live, this is the way the Barashalom wants us to live. A person, a person begins the day, you might, you might feel Physically, that you would like to have, uh, that you'd like to have breakfast, but the Baruch Shalom says that you're not supposed to eat before you daven. You're not. I'm not talking about someone who that's not well. Stam, 
You're not allowed to eat. Let's circle all You don't eat before you before you daven. <coughs> the Vayishlam wants you to be able to wants you first to be machnir the guf to break the hold of death from overnight and of the body that the body wakes up very strong, and and the Vayishlam wants you to be machnir that and to separate at the very beginning of the day that there should be a clear separation and division between who you really are elokai and the shomish and the satavi tahiri. And and the goof. Therefore, a Jew doesn't wake up in the morning and and feed himself. He doesn't wake up in the morning with his goof. He wakes up in the morning and he he opens his eyes and says, Moi da Ani Lefanacha, Melachai the Kaim, Sashashana, Tachno, Hamelach. That's how you wake up. You lean over and you wash your hands like the Rashbam says that we saw him tell us like a coin going to Bisamigdish. Going to Bisamigdish. I, I, I remember as a, as a kid watching the television shows that uh, and 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 uh, and being amazed that uh, that one of the most important simonim signs of a happy marriage was when the uh, husband would bring would bring on his wife's birthday or anniversary he would bring his wife breakfast in bed and there was a special tray with these two little stands and he would bring. And he would bring his wife, or vice versa, breakfast in bed. That means a guy opens his eyes and has and has some bacon and eggs, and then goes into the day. It's it's a it's a girl nefesh. It's a girl nefesh for us. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a guy doing that, but we understand that we're not bodies. We're nishamis that are melubish in the goof, and there has to be a hachna, a lekai nishamish nesatidi, tahirihi. A Jew washes his hands like a kain going into Bismikdash. He doesn't eat. He doesn't doesn't enter into the physical world. There's a hachna. There's a havdola. So there could be a hamtaka of mafli lasays. There could be a hamtaka through the kaiyach of tefillah. There could be a hamtaka to go through the day and to live as a Jew. The neshama in the guf with eating and being in the world, but it should be with a hamtaka, with a mesikus, with a sweetening. At, that follows the Hachna and the Havdalah. Not like not like Lucy and Ricky, who are two of my favorite people. Lucy and Ricky, where where Lucy gets her breakfast in bed, uh, and and then she then she goes into you know the rest of the day with Ethel and Fred and the rest of the chef. That's not how a Jew enters into the day. That's not how he enters into the world. That's not how he lives. That's not how he lives his life. For us, Shiluv Shalavaydes Hachnaim, Avaydes Havdalah, Chibur Yachal Shestei Havaydes Alalu. We have to be careful. Now, especially to join these two avodas together. Kavanas Advarim. We're going to learn much more about this. Kavanas Advarim, page Peytes. Kamalel Yeshna Machshavas Argoshus Umayisem Asheyochem LeNeshama. Again, there are thoughts, feelings, and actions that are neshamadik, that come from the neshama, that serve the need of the neshama, the will of the neshama. Yeshna Keila Asheyochem LeGuf, and there are thoughts, feelings, and actions. That belong to the goof and serve the needs of the goof. Almanas lachnia as koiches hashlila sheba adam sheshorasham aguf in order to break and to cause submission to those koiches, the negative koiches sheba adam, the negative koiches in the person, in the person's actions. Feelings and thoughts. Shabadam sheshorasham aguf that originate from the guf. Adam ishtamish v'kayach ha'avdala. There must be a breaking and a separating to know 
this thing that I want, when I say the word I want this, it means my body wants this. This thing that I want, my neshama wants. No marshal. And the Tzemach said to the daughter, be careful not to daven so that you could eat. So you might say the two words, ooh, it's time for davening. I want to go daven. But really what you're saying is, I want to go eat. But you, since you're a you know, what am I going to do? I can't eat until I daven. But what's telling you to daven? Is your goof telling you to daven? Let's get this over with so I can get the breakfast. Or is your neshama telling you to daven for a relationship with, with Kuchabrihu? So, unless there's a hachnoah and there's a havdalah, the person doesn't know when he says the word, the magic word, I. What does that mean? Does it mean, I, is that my guf talking? Or is that my neshama talking? They're so intertwined and bound one with the other, I don't know what that means. Unless there's a hachnoah and there's a havdalah. Again, the point here is not to break my uh, ability to have breakfast. Hashem wants Jews to have breakfast. Occasionally there's a fast. Occasionally there's something like that where there's an extreme hachna. But generally speaking, the Barashalom wants us to enjoy, to make a bracha and to enjoy. But that there should be a bracha. And to enjoy means to remember who I am and why I'm eating. And that can only happen... That could only happen when there's hachna of the kaiches ashlila shabadim sheshoros from the guf of that of those kaiches that originate from the body from the guf other mishdamish b'kaiches avdol. This is hard. This is this is hard. Again, for simple, very simple people, it's much simpler to just fast, and that was a way, and to smash and to break the idols, and that was a way. But now, it, and that worked. There were times without, in history where there was a very strong connection to God where, where there was something inappropriate in one's life. It could be, in a relatively easy way, it could be broken. The muscle. When a person has, <clears throat> when a person has something that on the surface of his body that is not well, so that's not so complicated to, to remove that and then a scab is there and then, you know, you're done with it. But Lo'alena, when there's something that's much more orangutan, much more enmeshed in your body and it's something which is tiny a tiny bacteria or bug or sickness that's become very very much enmeshed <coughs> and mixed up in your body that's not simple it's much much more complicated so when there were Jews that were very connected to God so in history there were times that that when there was something wrong <coughs> that 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 made its way into the person's life it was often it was so obvious and clear that it was that it surfaced like a nega, like a tsaras, like a blemish on the wall or on the body. <clears throat> so I could eliminate that in a relatively simple way, and I go on with life. But it's much more complicated uh, when it's when it creeps deep into the system and it infiltrates into the into the 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 to the essence of who we are. So there has to be for this there has to be very big das, as he explains. Chazal Oymim, let's finish. Chazal Oymim, Chazal taught. A main, <coughs> main day, a main das, and have dolaminayin. We know that that Ma'ar Matzah Shabbos, Gemara tells us that we make the we make have of Atachin Antonim. We make that in the bracha of Atachinin Lodam Das. Why? Chazal tell us, main das. If you don't have das, das means discernment, the ability to understand the difference between two things, to separate between two things that look similar. 
Im ein das, then havdala minayin. There can't be havdala without das. Now das, again, we're not talking about IQ or SATs. Das, discernment, to know the difference between or v'chayshech, between Yisrael v'ha'amen, between Shabbos and the Sheshes HaMeha That's not easy. It's not easy. You could say that there's a difference, and you could act as uh, act, act out certain differences. But be'emes be'emes, to the pnimius of who you are, hamavda ben kodesh l'chol ben orla cheshek l'misol amen ben yerim hashvilu sheishim ha'maisa. To make that operation, to separate between those two, emein das havdala minai. You can't without das. That's hard. In order that there should be an internal, deep Havdalah. It's not only scratching off something that's surfaced, but something that is crept deep into me. Remember, there's a difference between a person who has a scratch and a little scab and somebody who has Chas Shalom cancer. There's a very big difference. Both of those require some procedure to remove the problem, but they're, they're very, very, very different. They're very different. Anybody that would treat some serious sickness by only by only taking uh, by only rem- surgically removing that which has surfaced on the body would be doing a terrible disservice to the patient. Here, this is hard. There needs to be das. 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 That really is the root. That gets to the bottom of things. Das. It's that key. Das is the key with which a person can create a clear separation. To know clearly this, this thought, feeling, and action is coming to me from my goof. It might be dressed up like a neshama. It might look like it's neshama. But really, my das tells me it's coming from my goof. On the other hand, this thought, feeling, and action is coming to me from my neshama. It's something which comes from my neshama. To be able to say that and to know what I mean and who I am talking about when I use the word I, that requires das. das, Without das, it's impossible to be mavchim, to make that havdolah between kodesh and chol, between yisrael v'ha'amim, between Yemashvi and Sheshis Yemamaisa, essentially between my Nisham and my Guf. It's impossible to make Havdala. Emein Das, Havdala Minayim. So we need now to continue, Bez Hashem, to talk about this Avaida in a very clear and practical way. Now that we've learned this amazing Yisait on a very simple level of the Heligab Shem, Hachna, Havdala, and Antake, we're going to get down to work. And when we get down to work, we're going to see, as we, as we move through this, we're going to see that everything in life, the good things and the not-so-good things, are going to be much sweeter and are going to be able to be are going to be able to be used in a very, very healthy, productive and holy way in the context of the Avaidah of Hachna, Havdala and Hamtaka. We should be Zaycha not only to talk about it, but we should Zaycha to, to live this way and to be Zaycha for that time of the Hivdilon and also the Lassan of Teres Emes the Torah Hadash of Mashiach Sekhenim Hemim and Amen